Welcome back to our third podcast, everyone, with uh, Role Forming with Ron. Uh, today, my guest is Tim LaGuardia. He's been with New Tech now, what, a little year, over a year? Year and a half, almost a year and a half. Almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of get his background and where he came from in this industry, what he's done, and all the stuff that uh, has happened since he started working here. So with that in mind, Tim, why don't you uh, tell us where you started in this industry and kind of the the path that you've taken and ended up here. Well, thank you, Ron, for that fine introduction. Um, <laughs> I have been in the role form industry for about 24, 25 years. Um, I started out in 1995 working for Knutson Manufacturing okay. here in Colorado. Um, I was there for six years, um, worked on mostly the stud machines, elbow machines, downspout machines, um, stuff like that. I didn't do much with gutters. I didn't do much with the roof panels there. And I did a lot of their electrical work. And then as time went on, I became pretty good friends with Ron Carr there. Mm-hmm. And he kind of showed yep. me the ropes and and showed me how to do a, a lot of different things. And he was the one that actually got me into traveling. Mm-hmm. So I started traveling with Knutson to uh, do service and helping him out uh, mostly in Texas um, for a gentleman named George Helmer um, that had his own business out there. He was a distributor for Knutson for a long time. So I would go out there periodically and help him. And that ended in around 2000. I left Knutson, went and tried a few things for a couple of years and, and was talked into getting back into the role form industry um, at Zimmerman Metals by Bill Ortega, who has I been... Ar- I don't know Bill. Been around for a long time. He was at Knutson as well. So I kind of knew him. He was... I. He kind of overlapped. He was on his way out of Knutson when I was going in. So it was back then. Um, so he had called me up and wanted to know if I wanted to get back into it. And, and that was with Zimmerman Metals. And that was in 2003... And what capacity did he want you? What was he hiring you to do? At Electrical back, or no? Back then it was just you know assembly, adjusting okay. stuff like that. So I was I was just starting all over again. Um, so I got back into it, but it didn't take long for them to want me to start getting out and and Traveling and around. doing trainings, and that's where it started. And Starting in probably around 2006, seven, um, I started traveling a lot for Zimmerman Metals. Um, I was probably gone a couple times a month, but I would do train on-site trainings all over the world. Um, been to a lot of different places. So you you setting up as like somebody that has a machine and needs training, like one person, or was it six people at a time? It, it, it depended. You know, sometimes right? it was one person. Sometimes I've trained groups of 20. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, there was a company in Wisconsin that there was literally probably 20 people there. Um, ended up having to go back and do it again, but um, yeah. there was a lot of people there. So I did a lot of training with them for a while. And then with Zimmerman... Um, I got into the management side of it, and they put me in charge of the roll form division, um, where basically uh, I would kind of let the guys do their own thing, and they would assemble everything, and then I would go out and um, mostly do the service and training again. <clears throat> that started slowing down probably 
um, of, of around, I hate using this term, but around COVID time, mm. of course, the traveling started slowing down. Um, the gentleman that I worked for, Bruce Pearson, that was there a long time, he retired. And so I took over for him mm. doing all the sales. So I would then sell the machines, do all the phone calls for service and, and my traveling really slowed down. I, I didn't do that nearly as much um, and just kind of ran the crew out in the shop to do their own thing. That lasted until, of course, 2022. And that's when um, a friend of mine was working here. And I just one day I called him up and I said, you know, I think a few people might know me over there. Mm -hmm. I said, just let them know that I'm interested and I'm looking. And it didn't take long to uh, get a phone call. No, oh, I bet not. And it, it was it was a relief, and uh, came aboard here in April of last year. So I guess not quite a year and a half. Um, once I once I got here, it, it was a game changer. They brought me in initially um, to do trainings on, on some um, in house. On, 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 on panel machines? All panel machines. So did you have a chance to actually learn on equipment first or? It, it took me, I was here probably three months before I started doing my first okay. trainings. All right. So it didn't take long. I mean, you've been in this way longer than I have. Um, a roll form machine is a roll form machine. Yeah. Um, if you look at them long enough, they all do the same thing. They form the metal the same way. They react the same way. Yeah. Um, they might look different. Yeah, but the basic principle is there. You, you I, I agree. And, yeah. and so it didn't take long to kind of get the gist of it and figure out how to do everything. And, um, you know, it was an easy transition for me. And working here, um, it was really easy because you have the support. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of different people I can go to if I, if I need help. I, I never had that before. Yeah, that's a huge thing. So really. that that's that's a big thing. So yeah. you know, it didn't take me long. I already started going to some places for here and doing a little bit of traveling as well. And um, I was also brought in to eventually help the management out and and be an assistant manager. And that became truth um, after the first of the year this year. Yep. And so now I'm the assistant manager of the service department. And I must say, you're doing a great job because. Uh, Thank you. You know, it's it shows. Thank you. Your knowledge uh, of not only our equipment, but the electrical and all the other stuff you learned in the past really shows up here. So that's a definitely a plus for this company. You, you know, I used to, when I was doing hiring for Zimmerman, I, the first thing I used to always tell people is <clears throat> that you can't go to school for rural farming. That's true. It, it's very hard to find help. Mm -hmm. You're mostly starting from scratch and learning all over again. So it's kind of nice to know that there was a place where I can go and fit right in, and I think I've done that. Yeah, I agree. I, you have totally done that. Now, having said that, the differences between what Zimmerman did, that machine, let's take the roof panel, the big one, mm -hmm. compared to ours, there are a lot of differences. There is. You know, that, and you have to learn all the little quirks. Mm -hmm. the, the basic principle is the same, but they all have, it's just like a, a Chevy and a Honda, right? right. Same kind right. of thing. Right. So. Right. I mean, some of the biggest differences um, for me is it wasn't as much as learning it, but as far, far as the visual goes, um, the way the width adjustment worked in the Zimmerman was both sides moved. Right. 
and it was suspended up at the top of the machine. So the profiles hung down to where here, you're only adjusting one side mm -hmm. and everything is mounted on the bottom and comes up. A lot easier access. A lot easier access. Yeah. Um, and then of course, doing profile changeovers um, are I think a lot simpler. Um, there's less, it sounds funny, less hardware, mm -hmm. um, less weight. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a little bit easier. They're a little bit easier to access um, the frames of Zimmerman's were a lot bigger. Um, everything was a lot heavier. So let me ask you a question before we get off target here. Um, the uh, adjustments when you're putting in a tooling set on a Zimmerman, I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. um, is there a lot of measuring and that type of thing or does it just bolt in and it's lined up? So when you're, when you're initial building the profile, we actually had setup sheets just kind of like here. So you can actually build and set up a profile to where it's pretty close. Yeah. And we all have our, just like here, you have your neutral settings where mm -hmm. you start. Um, neutral settings, we use a lot with that term, basically helping people in service to get back to where we started here. Right. To help people kind of start over. And we had those neutral settings in all profiles. And we would start with that. And just like here, it, it wouldn't take long. The um, camber adjustments, the uphill and downhill adjustments, worked work the same way. Okay. Um, they were very easy. To, you know, everything's really easy to do. Uh, uh, and did they use a lot of eccentric shafts? Yes. Okay. Yeah, same just way. Just curious. Um, a lot of eccentric for, you know, angles, mm -hmm. you know, as far as the 90 goes. Um, as far as the snap adjustments, we uh, here you use eccentric shafts to bring the rollers in. At Zimmerman, they were um, slotted holes with shafts through them, and then you had a set screw. Oh, to push on it. So you basically had set screws this way, so you can move this way to open it up, this way to close up Got the it. snap. So here they're eccentric shafts. Mm -hmm. Same concept. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Dies were the same. Shear was the same, you know. So it's it didn't take long to learn. Yeah, I'm still. Well, it's obvious. I mean, you're you're doing quite well here. But you know, in your defense, you've never been you never done gutter machines no, until you got here. No, you know, here, so. there was a time at Knutson, you know, because back in those days, gutter machines were huge. Were huge. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember times where, you know, they they would easily ship out you know, 15, 20, sometimes a week. Yeah. I mean, they were a big deal back then. Mm -hmm. And um, when we would slow down, so the department I worked in at Knutson, we called it the custom department. Basically, <coughs> when, when R&D would develop a new machine, they'd send it to me, and mm -hmm. I'd build it for the first time, and that's how we would test it. Mm -hmm. That's how the stud machines came about. That's how uh, some of the downspout machines, the elbow machines, uh, you remember K-Guard? Yeah. Um, that's how the K-Guard machine started out, was in the custom department at Knutson. So that's kind of what I was doing over there. Um, but as far as the gutter machines, I never really had a chance to do it. Every once in a while, I would go over there and help out when they got really busy, and I, was, mm -hmm. I slowed down. But I think you know that gutter machines in the 90s and mm -hmm. your gutter machines now are a uh, world of difference. Oh, yeah. They're not even... Absolutely. Close to being the same thing anymore. Yeah. 
Well, you know, back then it was, um, there were no really set up dimensions. Mm-hmm. Everything could move anywhere and you oh, just yeah. kind of had to figure it out. We even like the roof, the roof panel machines back then, the gutter machines, the stud machines, everything. You know, there was no suspended drive system in these machines. Um, they were all driven and formed by the forming rollers. There you go. So in order to get a straight panel, you were always stretching edges. Yep. Remember, you were Changing adding pressure, gaps. taking yep. away pressure. So when you started out with those machines, you always had to gap them first yep. with feeler gauges. The whole machine, what a nightmare. And then change those gaps if you're changing material. Yeah. And then so. you, if you went to a different material thickness, you had to regap everything. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different now. I agree. So... Well, you've, you've touched a little bit on gutter machines here. I mean, you have the ability to mm-hmm. go out there and, oh, yeah. and do some things yeah. now. Um, and I think you'll just get better and better at that as time goes on. You just yeah, got to get I, more exposure to I, it. I all. need to uh, get down and work on them a little bit more. I mean, I, I've said this before. I think there's a lot more adjustments in a little gutter machine than there is a roof panel machine. Well, yeah, and, and it's <laughs> if you really look at it, now if you take out the hydraulics and all the other stuff that's in a panel mm-hmm. machine that a gutter machine doesn't have, um, a gutter machine is more actually more complicated to adjust than a panel machine. It is. And I, I believe that. You know, it's because you got, you know, you got the two bottom corners and then you got a big curve and it's five inches away from the bottom, mm-hmm. right, versus you know, two inches away yeah. at max. Once you once you get a panel set in the machine, your biggest adjustments are your can you're up hill, you up and down here. Up and downhill and squaring your legs up is about all you yeah, Or be getting a getting a good snap, which isn't right. a big adjustment at all. And when and the gutter machine, when you got all those little adjustments that moving one thing can do a lot. Oh yeah. Where you got your into the house, out of the house, uphill, downhill, twist. Yeah. There's a lot goes on there. A lot a lot going on there. So yeah. Um, I'll get them down. Oh, I'm yeah. starting to train on them uh, on the gutter machines as well. Um, yeah, you'll get there. A little by little. So. Yeah. I think uh, it's more important right now that what you're doing right now with the panel machines is a very important part of what we do. I mean, I can see just from um, you going over these machines before a customer comes here for training or before a machine leaves here mm-hmm. is huge. I mean, we didn't have that before. Yeah, and you, you know it, it's it's important that they get what they paid for because yeah. these machines can travel a long way by road, by boat, just yeah. to get to where they're going, and you don't know how they're going to show up. So the right. last thing we want is to make it worse. Well, by yeah, sending we want out. it to be correct when it leaves yeah. here, and then when it gets so there, it's important it that we go through these things and, and QC them and make sure that they're exactly <clears throat> right and. I agree. The training that you do do when when you go out and train people on a machine, or even here in the factory, um, I mean, you you take that from square one. Yes. Right. Yeah, we start at the beginning. You know, it's in my opinion, even if you're a previous owner of a machine, we, we're changing things, we're making things better all the time. In my opinion, it's very important to get training on these machines. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody should have it. And not just the owners. It, you know, owners, you should always bring your operator yeah, with you. I was going to say the operator is the, actually more important than the owner. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times you get customers come in and um, they want to train on the machine and they're the owner of the machine. Right. So right away they tell you, well, 
I'm going to go back and train my own guys. And then right away you're like, mm, yeah, you've just lost yeah, 90%. Not, not a good move. So yeah. it's very important to get training and it's very important to bring your operators with you. <clears throat> but we start from the beginning. And my key, the way I like doing it, is um, I'll go through the manual page by page. Yep. Because we want to make sure that the customer knows that I'm not just, not just feeding them stuff out of my head. Which we can. We can. I could do that. Sure. I could talk out of my head all day long. People know that. Um, <laughs> but you know. But the best thing to do is I I read straight from the manual, yep. page by page, so they know that they can always reference back to it. Well, that's a good way. To do and it. I also Absolutely. bring up the fact that we have lots of videos on the website and on YouTube because they need to know that a lot of this stuff that we're going over with them, they can refer back to before they call the service department. Absolutely. Because that's what, you know, we need to stay available for people, a lot, you know, all the time. And the worst part is when you, you know, get people that call up that are asking questions that you just went over. You just can't get over. Yeah, yeah so um, that's what we do is, you know, I start with the manual and I go through the manual with them pretty much page by page. And then, you know, we'll feed, go over feeding the material, loading the material. Yep. Um, well, I, and I think that's good because with the customer here, you're going through all this stuff, and then in the end, he's approving the panel that came out of that machine. Yes, and that's huge. Yeah, right? they're they're looking for all kinds of you know they're looking for flaws right. and everything because a lot of these guys that get machines for the first time that have never owned one before mm-hmm. are used to getting drops. Yeah, and we both know that when you get a drop, those panels. Not don't necessarily good. look very good. Yeah. So when they see this panel for the first time, they're they get excited because they know that now yeah, this I can is actually what control this like. now. Yeah. And you can control it. Yeah, yeah. You bet. So a lot of times they're they're really excited. It's fun to train. It's a lot more fun to do training than service because oh, yeah. service customers aren't always too happy. That's true. Training, they got a new toy and they're yeah. usually pretty excited. So it's fun. I enjoy doing it. Um, I love seeing the customer's reaction when we're doing different things. And a lot of times you bring them back there in our shop for the first time and say, okay, here's your machine. And they're like a little kid in the candy store. Oh, yeah, and I'm absolutely. like, oh my God, it looks so nice. And yeah. Yeah. So it, it's fun. It's fun to see their excitement. And well, I think uh, you bring up, you brought up a good point earlier, and that was uh, the videos and the information that are on our website mm-hmm. are very, very informative. So if anybody's yeah. having any trouble, before you call us, you can actually get on there and find videos on just about anything you need to to look at as far as a panel machine goes. And if you can't, make a suggestion and we'll make it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's what we're all about is find, trying to yeah. uh, trying to service the customer without it having to come here or calling us. If you can do that on your own, you're just learning that much more, and that makes us look better too because yeah. we actually have the answers for you on that website. So, well, in my opinion, people that for training. people that have the old SSP, for example, and they switch oh, over yeah. to an SSQ, definitely need training mm-hmm. because that is a total different animal. Yeah, you it know, is. It's just totally unique compared yeah. to what's out there. Yeah, so that you know, is huge. Our, we're trying to, you know, upgrade and design and get with the times. And, and um, you know, we have a, a really good engineering department over here. And, you know, they take requests as well, you know. So anytime that I talk to a customer or if I'm out on site training or here 
and people ask me, hey, why don't you do it this way or why can't you do it that way? Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, we do listen to people. Absolutely. Um, a lot of these redesigns and stuff that we have on the machines come from customers. Yeah, I mean, customer, you hear the same thing over and over, the same thing that you actually can come up with a solution for, and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So we always, and we always have looked at, uh, listened to the customers, and yeah. their input is invaluable. So that's one thing that I think that separates this company from most of the others, and it always has, is that we listen to our customer base, and we're really in, you know, that's an important thing for us to do. Yeah. And that's what helps us keep moving forward. Yeah, with, with us changing as much as we do, uh, the, the training, once again, is it's very important for people to come in and, yep. and train on these newer machines. Um, you know, with the computers changing, the software's changing. That's a huge thing yeah. right there. That computer, you definitely need to come in yeah. and get trained on that. Yeah. For sure. And it's, you know, it's very easy to, to reprogram yourself uh, once we do have new software mm-hmm. available. Um, you can do that you on the website. You mean to upgrade, it, well. upgrade the... Yeah, the, so you can, do, in our two new unique controllers, if the software needs to be upgraded, mm-hmm. you know, like the older PLCs or... AMSs, sometimes you had, to set, you had to send them to us to right. update the programs, where now you can actually get on the website and download and do the software and do it yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's a, a lot of that thing's a lot, a lot of it's a lot easier. Um, so we do, we do listen. Again, we do that, listen that, to the customers. That's our quest is mm-hmm. to make things better, and we continuously do that yep. every day. So. so we had a company buy... At, when I was at Zimmerman, we had a company buy some machines, a few machines that were in Dubai. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, it started out where I really wasn't interested in going. And we kept going back and forth. And um, finally, they said that they um, wanted me to go out to them because they had too many people that needed to be trained, which that usually is what happens. Usually the bigger companies mm-hmm. that have a lot of employees, they're the ones that want you to come to them. Yep. And that's what happened with this situation, and I was still trying to get out of it. I really, I really didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And so that was when Bruce was still at Zimmerman. I told him, I said, well, you tell them that I'll go but I go how I want, and I fly how I want. (laughs) (laughs) And well, if anybody knows about Abu Dhabi and Dubai, uh, they don't blink at at money. Oh yeah, that's right. So they said, okay. Um, So I got (laughs) a business class round trip airfare ticket to go to Dubai. They put me up in a great hotel. I had a personal driver that wow. would pick me up and take me wherever I wanted to Did go. Did you have a tiger with you? Was there no, a tiger with no, you? No, no. <laughs> no. Um, the, a funny story, though, is is before they gave me the driver, the lady that owned the company sent her assistant to pick me up from the hotel. Yeah. And uh, on the way back to where we were working, she got lost. And mm. we ended up on the highway that takes you from Dubai to Abu Dhabi. And we were way out there. And this lady panicked, and I, I almost said the bad word, but <laughs> she stopped in the middle of the highway no. and put her hands like this and, and was, it just started crying. Oh, my God. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. So there's me from America pulling up my phone, got on maps, and figured out how to help her get to the shop. Really? But, yeah, she stopped right in the middle of the highway, and I'm like, Wow. 
And that was all because I said I wanted a cup of coffee too. Well, that'll teach you to have a cup of coffee when you drink you're in at the in Dubai, hotel right? before you leave in the morning. <laughs> but it turned out to be a great trip. It was hot. Uh, it was in July. So if you want to go to Dubai for uh, vacation, don't go in the summer. Go in November. Yeah, it was uh, it was about 105 degrees with 100% humidity. So the, the heat index every day was anywhere from 115 to 120. Oh wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. Um, so how long were you there? I was there for six days. Did you get to see any of the sites? I or did. Anything? I they um, you know uh, they got two machines, yeah. and normally two machines they're like us training on two machines here. They're very very similar, mm -hmm. and um, if you learn how to do one thing on one machine, it's the same on the other. So. I told them, I said, I, I need two days. Um, they insisted on four days there with them. I talked them down to me going to the shop for three mm -hmm. to let me have a day to, to get to drive around and see some sights. Um, so I was there two full days and then a half a day for the third, wow. which, which worked out because then the last day um, they had the driver come and pick me up and we just started going everywhere and hmm. seeing as much as I could. They gave me my own cell phone out there, so I didn't have to use mine. Um, wow! Like Sounds I like said, they treated own, you pretty good. Oh, it was it, it was it was a great trip. It was a great experience, um, just to see how everything worked out there and and the uh, um, the way all the buildings are built and. Um, just the sights. It was it was a cool trip, you know, and and that was many. That was one of many. How, I mean, long, how long ago was that? That would have been in two thousand and eighteen. I'm gonna guess. So that that big tall building they got there it was there was there. I got. I, I Did went you go up to the top that. of it? I didn't go to the top because <laughs> one thing the one thing the the lady that ran the company she kept telling me is that with my personal driver she said you do not tip them. You do not buy them lunch. You do not give them anything. Really? And I said, why Why is that? And she said, because then they're going to want it from us. And oh. we don't give that to them. Wow. Uh, I didn't listen. I didn't listen to them. I felt bad. I bought the guy <laughs> lunch, you know, one day. Yeah. Um, and, and I told him, I said, I want to go to the top of the Burj Khalif. And he says, I'll wait for you. And I said, no, come with me. I said, easy. We'll just go up there really quick. So we go to the little desk where you where you go up there, and the tickets to go to the top were like 150 American dollars. Whoa! And I looked at him. I said, I don't even want to go up for that. Yeah. So we didn't do it, but it's attached to a the, a huge mall that has a ski resort in it. Yeah, inside of it. Whoa! It has a huge aquarium, and um, so that was pretty cool. And then they drove me out to that. Uh, man-made Palm Island. Mm, yeah. And when you first start, it's it's like a highway that goes through the tr the trunk of it. Mm. And um, as you're going up the trunk, it, either side are like little homes and a, a mall area. And then you go down in this into this tunnel, and the tunnel is glass. So now you're inside the ocean. Really? So it looks like you're in an aquarium, <laughs> but you're but it's the ocean that you're inside. And then when it spits you out, you're at the very tip of the tree of the Persian Gulf. Hmm. 
And so it was, it was it was quite the experience. So yeah. when you're driving through this, right? You're driving mm-hmm. down the trunk before you go into the yeah. tunnel. Yeah. So it's you don't you can't road. see what it is. No, you don't know. You don't know what it, what it is. It what just it looks is. like a regular no. road, right? And then you get on the very tip, and there's a huge Atlantis hotel. Uh, you know that Atlantis is pretty popular in the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, but there's an Atlantis hotel right on the very top. So I got I went in there, walked around that wow. place. It has a huge mall. Um, so it was, it was cool to see. I, I'm glad I ended up going. It was a, a long uh, flight. Oh yeah. So bad. I flew from here to Frankfurt, Germany, which was about nine and a half hours, and then from Germany to Dubai was an additional seven hours. And then on the way home, I flew direct from Dubai to Toronto, mm-hmm. and it was 14 hours. So you, you know, but um, I had a pretty good seat, so I <laughs> didn't complain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that was a great story, man. Yeah. So I, I, it, it, that's not the only one. You know, I've been to a lot of cool places. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. Met some really great people. Um, met some. Questionable people, well, but you know that's our industry, man. Yeah, you, yeah. Get, you get it all. Yeah, you get it all. Some days you're going to go to Hawaii or Dubai or I've been to Costa Rica. I've been all over Canada. I've taken float planes from Vancouver to little islands all over oh, out wow. there to service or train on these machines. That's pretty. But beautiful guess what? Too. I've also been to <laughs> places not a lot of people want to yeah, go. Yeah, the armpit of the country. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I've been to. Um, Huntsville, Alabama in August. I've been to Laredo, Texas in July. I've been to uh, Wisconsin in January. I, you know, so trust me, it's not all. No, that's not all. It's correct. Cream cheese, yeah. man. It's. Well, I'd I'd be interested in hearing some more of your stories for sure. Maybe yeah. we do this again and. We'll I would, have look, a, I would uh, love to. I mean, we'll I got the travels of Tim LaGuardia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't travel much anymore, but you know, I used to be like some of the people here. I yeah. used to be gone, like, like Nate. Every, like Nate, every yeah. other week, yeah. I used to be gone, and I was unlike here, where we kind of have our services split up, where we have one that does kind of the eastern part of the United yeah. States, we have one that does the western part of the United States. Uh, I didn't have that. Yeah. It was me only that, that did it. So uh, wherever needed to go, I, I That's went. where you went. I went. Yeah. So awesome. it was fun. So uh, I want to thank everyone for visiting this third podcast. I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, I'd like to thank Tim for uh, being an awesome guest today. Thank you. Uh, so it was really fun. good stories and it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. So visit our our uh, website at newtechmachinery.com and our YouTube channel for uh, videos. Did and you say any, YouTube? I did YouTube yeah. YouTube channel for any information that you may need. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you next time and have a great day. Mm-hmm.